We here at the Firecracker Department love to celebrate and encourage other people's art. And that means series and movies and songs and dance and visual arts and podcasts. That's right. This podcast sponsor is brought to you from the Tales of the Black Badge. It's a podcast that's hosted by Kevin Batchelder and Bonnie Farrar. It's a fan podcast for the show Winona Earp. And boy, oh boy, you know Firecracker Department loves our Winona Earp gals. And it's also part of the Tune Into Sci-Fi podcast family. So go have a listen to Tales of the Black Badge. You can also find Kevin and Bonnie on Twitter at KBatchelder, K-B-A-C-H-E-L-D-E-R. And Bonnie's at B.B. Ferrer, which is B-B-F-E-R-R-E-R. So go have a listen, Tales of the Black Badge. Thanks for the shout out, Black Badge folks. Hey everyone, it's Naomi and welcome to the Firecracker Department. You know, I started the Firecracker Department over three years ago, and I started it because I was curious. I was curious about the artists around me and how they got to where they are and what they did when they were disappointed and how they got their creative juices flowing again when they felt like they were stuck. And it has been such a great journey of inspiration, but also like, oh my gosh, building my community. It's been so great. I have, like, every time I do these interviews, I make a new friend. We have these great discussions, and then I get to share it with you all, and then I make new friends in the social media world and in our community, and it's it's the most important thing to me in the world, community. No matter what, that's the baseline for me. When I do live shows, it's about bringing people together to see a live show. When I do like TV and film, it's about the crew and the cast and working together and then later on sharing that with folks. And then if somebody, oh my gosh, if somebody comes up to me and says, I saw you on TV, it makes me feel so good because it makes me feel, because it makes me feel like my community has grown. And that's really what the Firecracker Department's all about. We quickly grew to like a team, I think we're like 25 now, in Los Angeles, Toronto, and England. It's unbelievable. And now you're here, and you're listening, and now you're part of the community. It's the best. So we're really building this community to act as a, as a platform, to support what you're working on, and empower other women and non-binary artists to take creative action and actually take the step that they want to take. Because gosh, we all know, you know, there's that thing that we wish we could do. And sometimes you need to have a group of people that are like, you can do it. Go for it. You got this. So that's what we're all about at the Firecracker Department. We're telling you, you can do it. You got this. Go for it and let us support you. And if you are a regular Firecracker Department listener, you'll know I do these intros from wherever I am. Last month, I think I was at the cottage killing mosquitoes because it was basically survival. Basically, my leg got eaten alive by mosquitoes. It it blew up twice its size. It was quite a picture. Today, I'm sitting in my car in Los Angeles watching my husband play baseball. And that's where I'm doing the intro. So you never know. (laughs) You never know. And I guess, you know, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about where home is. And I'm so curious where your homes are. I'd love it if you reached out to me and tell me where your home is in actuality. But also, what is home to you? Because I feel like we're all so transient these days that home has to be something that is in our hearts. And uh, I have to say... 
cross my heart, Firecracker Department is a bit of my home. Because I can take you wherever I go. No matter where I am in the world, I can log into Firecracker Department World, catch up with people online, and see what everybody's doing, and build this community, and it just, it feels great. So you're a bit of home for me. Thanks. Where's your home? Give me a little tweet. Give me a little... Um, firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com. Give me an email. I'll take it. I'd love to talk to you about it. And uh, I have to say, I respond to each and every tweet or email. Bring them my way. I'd love to chat with you. Speaking of chat, that's a great segue, don't you think? Speaking of chat, we started a new series last month called The After Show. And I love this thing. I love it. Um, the after show is when some of the court firecracker team members get together and we do it on Skype. So who knows where we are in the world. If you listen to the after show for Danny kind, oh my gosh, it's nuts. We, uh, I'm at the cottage. It's somebody else is in Toronto. Somebody else is in Los Angeles. It's fantastic. Uh, so I pull the core team members together and we talk about what jazzed us from the last interview and it's always really fun and I love connecting with my core members and I love sharing these voices from these core firecracker department team members with you because they're just dynamos. So if you haven't already, go on over to our YouTube channel and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any single one. They're so fun to do. And uh, from the feedback I'm getting from you, I think you're enjoying it. So thanks. Another thing we have coming up that I am super stoked about is we're going to do our very first Firecracker Department TIFF party at the Toronto International Film Festival. I am so excited to have a party during the TIFF Festival where we're going to have a bunch of fantastic firecrackers all join in. We're going to do some snazzy networking and we're going to give away our very first Firecracker Department Blaze Award. I'm not going to tell you who it's going to yet. You're going to have to stay tuned for that information, but it's going to be great. If you're in the Toronto area, then you should come. The only way you're going to find out about this party is if you subscribe to our newsletter. So you got to go over to firecrackerdepartment.com and subscribe to our newsletter. So you are one of the first people to know about when and how and where to go and get tickets and everything else. Love for you to be part of it. Okay, let's get into this flashback firecracker episode. It's perfect timing. It's perfect timing. It was one of my very first episodes and, uh, uh, I have to say, I when I started this, I was nervous. I didn't really know what skills I had as an interviewer. I just knew I had curiosity. And I also know I love each and every one of my guests. I got to sit down with one of my favorite people that I don't get to see enough. But every time I see her, I'm like, oh, I want to hang out with you more. She's just the coolest gal in the world. And uh, you're going to know her from holy shit. And I'm going to say that because it's Shit's Creek. She's Annie Murphy, who plays Alexis Rose. And uh, it's perfect timing because they just wrapped shooting Shit's Creek final season. I know, that's heartbreaking because it's one of my favorite shows. Oh my God, that cast just blows my mind with Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy, Dan Levy, uh, my buddy Jen Robertson. Oh my goodness. Did I catch every Chris Elliott? I mean, even like that's the main cast. And then... Like the the surrounding cast is also fantastic, so they just wrapped their final episode, final season, and uh, it's amazing. And also, what a great way to finish! They've been nominated for Emmys. It's amazing. 
So um, they've been up before for a Critics' Choice Award, and they've won, of course, Canadian Screen Awards and an MTV Movie Award. That went to Dan Levy, who's adorable. And last month, Annie received the Gracie Award for the actress in a breakthrough role. And, of course, she should get it because she's hilarious. And now they're sweeping the world with their multiple Emmy nominations. It's amazing. Uh, So here it is. Take a listen. This is one of my first episodes with the on-fire, fabulous, funny-as-heck Annie Murphy. Let me know what you think about it. Drop me a line at firecrackerdept. And while you're there, why don't you send Annie a little note, too, and say congrats at Annie Francis. Go on. Go on. Go do it. Don't pretend you don't multitask and listen to a podcast and do a trillion things. Go on. All right, here she is, my buddy, Annie Murphy. A strawberry. Already chomping on a strawberry. Right? Well, we are living in the land of luxury with having cheese and meats and wine. And well, actually, we could say we have everything. We have pizzas and Thai food in that corner and sushi in that corner. I love how you brought in the elephant just for this occasion. Just for you. Thank you. I just thought, what's going to make her the most relaxed? (laughs) White wine and elephants. White wine and elephants. That's actually my autobiography title. Oh, that's Working on it, yeah. Um, so this is, this is exciting. Now I, I, I'm bringing you in because I wanted to find out about your life and I've actually like doing, so in preparation for this, I was like, okay, I'm going to find out a little bit about you. Cause to be honest, you're like one of my favorite people to bump into. In one you of know, I parties. get very excited oh, when I see I'm you like, across Okay, them. nothing. It's going to be fun. Like regardless if the party's a blast, it's going to be great. If it's a bust, we like, oh, let's At just least, hang out with yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're a riot. You're just a delight. Thank you. And um, I know a little bit about you, but you've had like this kind of a crazy past in a way. Like you kind of come, like you were born in Ottawa. Born in Ottawa. Which is known as the comedy capital, I think. I just heard that right now for the first time. I might have just made it up. You, I think you might have. Um, cheers. Cheers. Having white wine. This is lovely. Uh, so what's that like growing up in Ottawa? Uh, growing up in Ottawa was actually really lovely. Um... It's a really, really yeah. It was until I hit I seventeen. Spent some time in Ottawa. Until I turned seventeen, okay. and I was like, "What the hell am I doing here?" You got those got crazy neighbors out. though to hang out with Hull. Oh, those. Oh yeah, <laughs> Hull. I have had I have had quite the wild romps in Hull in my in my too young in my like can't not quite old enough to drink, but yeah goes anyway. And that's what it's known don't care. for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so up till 17, you're like, Ottawa's great. It was great. And it, like, you know, there's the canal and the tulip festival. Sure. And it's lovely and, and oh like God. quiet and, and you know, things a lot I don't of think government of workers. When I think of you, it's like tulip festivals. I no, just don't, no. It's not something I'm like, oh, no, Annie. picture me frolicking through not overly. fields of tulips. Um, Sketching the parliament. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. that's not, it's not me. Uh, but it, yeah, it was, it was great. And my, um, like I had a very, I had a very lovely upbringing there. Yeah. Only child. Only child. Did you like being an only child? I did not like being an only child. Um, and but now in hindsight, I realized that there were, ton, like, I had so much advantage. Like I, I had so many opportunities being an only child that I wouldn't have had. Like what? Like, I went to 
don't judge me, people listening to this. <laughs> I went to a private school. Oh, yeah. There's grade judgment, seven. For sure. You can't, <laughs> seven. You're at a private school. Yeah, a private all-girls school where you wore a uniform. Right. So that just gives you a little... Little. But you said that, like, that's a positive for you. It was a positive because I had... some people would be like, that was the worst. It seemed to be the worst to me and my hormones going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming out of it and looking back on it, like, I had a really lovely, awesome education. Mm-hmm. And I met, mm-hmm. like, I had really exceptional teachers. And that's actually where I got into acting was at that school. Because yeah. they had um, they had a really incredible theater program really? there. Mrs. Boychuk. She was like my number one, my number one teacher. Um, And she was your drama teacher? She was my drama teacher. And did she teach you like specifically, was there like a a scene study or like a monologue study that you're like, oh, Mrs. Boychuk, you're the best. No, it was like, it was more plays that she would put on in the theater Ah. department. I got to play Joan of Arc when I was like 16 and it was like, it was like the most triumphant moment of my young life to, to that date. And, um, it was, yeah, it was, it was, I, I grew up thinking that I, I, I wanted to become Joan of Arc and I didn't want to become cause she ended poorly. Oh yeah. It didn't, it didn't end well well at all, but to be able to play that, like like the triumph is you and then go home and like eat pizza afterwards was really awesome. And actually it was like right around that time. I guess it was my last year of high school, where because like the private school I went to, they're all they're very much pushing all the all the girls at the school to like go into law and go into medicine right. and go into like finance. And, right. And I was like, I just want to be an actor. And were they like? And they're mm. like, mm, but what about being a lawyer? Because that's kind of the same thing. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. It is kind of the same thing. And were your so, grades good enough to be a lawyer? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Oh my god! Think about the judgment right so now. So I know. I'm happening. all I'm picturing is the judgment. That's all I ever oh picture. My god. Private school single oh, girl. No. Um, I could become a lawyer or an out of work actress. Yeah. And yeah. I chose the latter. Yeah, that's what, what I was the uh, okay. So then you were at school and with Mrs. Boychuk. Yeah. And you uh, graduated, and were they hugely disappointed with you at that school because? You knew at the end of school that you wanted to become an actress? Yeah, I feel like I was the one disappointment in my graduating class. Everybody else Everyone else doctors. is a doctor now. Um, no, I mean, they had an, a great arts program for a reason. Mm. And yeah, yeah, it's their fault. It's their fault. Yeah. It's their fault that I, I am what I am. So, but did you know graduating, like, when you graduated, did you pursue further Yeah, so training? I made the stupid mistake of, because I have family in Kingston, and Queens was <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Judge me. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I had family in Kingston, and Queens was one of the universities that they were like really ramming down our throats in right. high school. So because like, they have a good drama program there. No, they don't. they don't. But they have a lot of good people that come. They have out a lot of. There. of they have a lot of people that like, come out of Queens. Christian Brune is from. Oh, Queens? is he really? Yeah, Carly Heffernan, Emma, Emma Hunter. Maybe. Oh, yeah. There's okay. some like really talented people that came out of Queens. Well, maybe I should have stuck players. to my stuck to the Queens players. I didn't even get that far. Yeah. I like I went to three drama classes, and in the first drama class at Queens, um, the very first thing that the that the um, professor said was, "Who knows what a prop is?" Oh, and I was like, "Oh shit! Good night. Bye." Yeah, I was this Joan of Arc. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Do you know where I came from? Ottawa. <laughs> I could have been a lawyer. I could have been a lawyer. Um, so you didn't even finish your so year? I did. I finished my year, but like very begrudgingly right. and did not have a great first year. Um, 
And I felt like all of my friends had moved to Montreal, and I was like trying to do my own thing, but Super just getting sexy like sexy Montreal, oh, Kingston, well, Princess yeah, womp, Street, big womp there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I ended up going to Montreal for my second year and auditioning for Concordia mm-hmm. and doing their theater performance program. Oh, cool! Which was a lot more like yeah, you're doing on. voice classes and movement classes and scene studies and like all the things that you should yeah. be doing. And you're also in Montreal. And you're also in Montreal. Yeah. Which sucked my soul in the most beautiful way what do you mean like 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 it was, was it hard for you to no it, it was just like your soul means that you're no longer have a soul a <laughs> spin on that. have you not heard that before I'm so sorry that's having your soul phrase. sucked in a pleasurable way oh my god my soul was sucked it was fantastic <laughs> uh but no I was I mean I was like 18 at that point and hadn't really I'd lived in Kingston for a year yeah for a shitty year um but then like you're in Montreal and you're 18 and it was just like so much. The widest yeah. eyes all the time. And your folks and were still in Ottawa. Yeah. So it was yeah. close enough that I was, yeah. I, like, I could go home if I needed to, which yeah. I did laundry. sometimes. I did do laundry yeah. and get fed properly. Um, but yeah, but Montreal was just, like, a really formative experience for me. And I did, so I did school there and then couldn't really bring myself to leave um, even though work, like I was at this point, I was like acting, Yeah, you know, I had like an agent had, and you had an agent in Montreal. I got an agent in Montreal. And, uh, and so you felt like, oh, maybe this is where I make my home. Yes. A hundred, I, a hundred percent. I was like, I'm never leaving Montreal. I'm going to have babies here. They're going to speak you French and call me maman and it's going to be. Did you, uh, no, not very well. So, so that, that, that's what I, yeah, that was, that was not my first problem. Um, so yeah, I graduated and then was like, I'm never leaving. This is my city. I yeah. love it here. And then was like, come on, bring on the auditions. And then you're like, come on. It was just crickets. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I would maybe go out once every three weeks. And yeah. so I, I. They do amazing things in Montreal, though. Like the stuff that they produce um, before you and after you is like stellar. Like there's some yeah. great projects. There's just not a lot of it. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the American productions that come in there are awesome. Yeah. But few and far between yeah um now had you met your husband by now oh yes because you guys met early right we met very early you and you were four i was no, I have three no and facts. a half i have no facts <laughs> i was actually yeah i was actually a, a, an infant i really was kind of an infant actually when i met menno he and i met it's a little bit of a juicy story right mm. i know a little bit I, this is when it kind of goes we're gonna jump back and forth because Right. I mean, yeah, gosh, you guide so me. Much. I'm all over the map here. No, but there's so much going on. Like, even like going through private school, as <laughs> good as that you tell me that is, like, that has bumps and stuff too, because, oh, yeah. as you said, like, there's hormones and everything, and you're, it's an all girls school, which mm-hmm. is challenging. Mm-hmm. And did you meet him then? Were you in, in private school when you met Menno? Menno. I actually was, and it's funny that we've already brought up Hull. Because, because that's where his band was playing, right? His band was playing at Le Bop in Hull, and I was... It's like the cheesiest name possible. Oh my god, and it was like the sketchiest... I'm pretty sure it was a drug front. Like, yeah. it was it was awful. There were murders there. There were like... Like, everyone was doing all of the horrible drugs. Right. Not the fun drugs, like the bad drugs. Sure, 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 sure. Um, we yeah, should probably like have an offshoot of, like, what the fun drugs yeah, are. Yeah, we'll go what into the, that later. Yeah. <laughs> as far as my mom's concerned, all bad. Like, all gateways. Yeah, like, especially marijuana. 
Um, okay, so you met, so um, his band, um, okay, Colorado. So he, no, so this Ooh. is pre-Colorado. He was playing in a band called The Delegates, which was a ska punk band. This oh, is already my favorite story. Like, such dirty laundry. Such oh dirty gosh. laundry being What here. was your outfit that night? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Remember, it was all ripped something. It was definitely, and there was eyeliner. <laughs> I know 100% there was eyeliner. much eyeliner involved. And, like, skulls somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, ta- so I was with my boyfriend at the time. I was 15 or 16. And he took me to the show at Le Bop in Hull because his neighbor, Menno, um, was playing in this band, and Menno was worst mistake of older. his life. That guy. Menno was an older guy, like seven years older than mm-hmm. us, um, and like had taught my boyfriend at the time, like to like skateboard and and like snowboard so and play guitar, a, like a father figure, kind of, kind of a <laughs> grandfather <laughs> figure. Yeah, at seven years yeah. older, like a a is it wizened or wizened? Well, what would you like it to be? I'd like to say wizened. It's wrong. <laughs> it's wizened. Why isn't? But we'll have our fact check. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, Menno, now I'm picturing, like, a gnarly old wizard where I should be picturing yeah. Menno. No, he's um, got a lovely face. He's not, there's he nothing is. gnarly about yeah, him. He does. Um, so, yeah, so Nick, boyfriend at the time, took me to see the delegate show at, at Labob. And I, but like... they were buddies. They were buds. Yeah, yeah they were buds. Um, and I just remember, like, walking into this horrible, disgusting bar and, like this beautiful beam of light around Menno's no kidding face and I was like before it was before I knew who Ryan Gosling was but I feel like it was the same way I felt when I saw Ryan Gosling for the first time <laughs> and his shirt was on and his shirt was on like yeah. it was crazy so I was like who is that had he started playing music yet like was he playing Nick? music when he had when you saw Menno um with the light around him oh yeah he was like on stage rocking out on stage so like that's also super sexy it was really sexy except it was ska so it's like still like I don't know a man with a guitar plays guitar and I'm like I have the best boyfriend ever and he's my husband so it's the best (laughs) yeah so I saw Menno and I was like oh no but he but he was so old he was so old and so I never in a million years thought I was he was like 20 he was like 23 right and I was 16 so in that it's a huge jump. It's a massive yeah. jump. He could have been, really could have been my dad in my brain yeah. at that time. Um, that's weird. That's yeah. weird to think about. I know he knows this, so it's not like this. No, no, he knows him. all this. Yeah. Um, and, like, he was dating a model, and, like, she was there looking super cool and smoking cigarettes. And I was like, oh. So I went home and, like, just had daydreams forever. Took your eyeliner off. Yeah, yeah. Just, sadly. I just cried my eyeliner yeah. off. I think most ska parties end that way. Yeah, I think so, too. When you just finish crying your mascara off. Yeah. Um... So, and then I kept, like, I continued dating Nick, Nick. Um, for quite a while, like, into university, and... But always, like... But always just, like, oh, my... And he would, like, come, you know, he'd, like, come over and visit Nick sometimes, and I'd be, like, hi! Oh. <laughs> I gotta go, sorry. Um, so great. It was, yeah, I was very uncomfortable around And Nick from. didn't sense anything? No. Nick, no, Nick didn't sense anything. Because you're, you're friends with Nick still. Very good friends. Yeah, yeah very so dear friends. It, it ends well. It does. Yeah, yeah the story yeah. does end well. Um, so anyway, Nick and I, like, it all kind of happened at the same time, but not in, the, not in like, the gossipy way and juicy way that it's going to sound. I Nick and I broke up just around the same time that Menno's ska punk band ended, and he approached Nick and was like, I want to start a band with you. Because Nick's an insane musician. Right. And... Um, and so they started Colorado. 
Nick and I broke up. And Menno and I started dating. Yeah, there's nothing Very weird about that. No, no, that's super, like, super smooth. Yeah, super smooth transition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and Colorado is still, like, we're all still very yeah. dear friends. It's borderline like family. family. Yeah. And, uh, def- I mean, full-blown family. And uh, so, yeah. Like, well, it's we've got a- Nick right here to give us No, shut up. Get out <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously, that's going to have moments of awkwardness. Oh, yeah. You can't avoid, like, that, uh, like, and like debriefing in your years afterwards, because you've been married for a while now. Five years. Right? Yeah. And so, um, with your husband, have you debriefed going, going, like, remember those days? That was weird. And did he always go, I wonder where that girl is, that weird 15-year-old uncomfortable lady that came? Well, (laughs) he, uncomfortable, crying, shaking girl. Who wouldn't make eye contact with me um, and cried. kept calling me Ryan? I don't why know. Crying? <laughs> why were you crying? I was crying a lot when I was fifteen. Oh, Doesn't yeah. everyone cry a lot god, when you're fifteen? Yeah. Oh my god, fifteen was brutal. Yeah. Who knew what was going on? Like I don't know how people get through it. And Especially, our parents. Poor, poor, poor those them. guys. <laughs> poor those guys. What a ride that must be. Yeah. To to like go from having this like really rad, cute little kid who like yeah. who comes around with you and like. And, and like, like cries with you, yeah, and, and then and eats, eats the food that you prepare for them, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, were you a door slammer? I did. You were a door I, slammer. I, I was. A, I stomped. I didn't do it often, but I feel like I can see you saying to your parents, "I hate you." I only. You know what? I never. I only said that to my mom Once. one time, and it was when I was little. Like it's. It was when I was maybe like six or something. Yeah. And it's honestly one of my saddest. I know moments to look back on and she like it was in the it was so specific remembering it like we were in the kitchen and she had crouched down to talk to me and I don't remember what like what made me hate my mother yeah. at six years old but she was crouching down and I just have this image of me like stomping away screaming I hate you and she just stayed crouched down on the kitchen floor as I like looked behind me yelling I hate you and stomped up the stairs oh, and it's like breaks your heart it breaks my heart I know so then do you do you guys debrief and say like does he remember you in those days when he you first he's he says he does but I I think he's just trying to because I well we have my, him here right now, <laughs> in my memory I just want to I just want this to be as rom- romantic as possible so sure. I insist that my memory um tell me that when I saw him I was like this is it this is the guy I'm 15 years old in Hull this is my husband yeah yeah so I feel like he feels the need to kind of like match me on that right and so he's like yeah I knew it too oh you were 15 and does and he I, do that dirty thing yeah his, he, eyes? his eyes dart back and forth and he, his hands get really sweaty <laughs> <laughs> um but I mean he like and I d- because we're together now and we're each other's people. Yeah. And so I like to you think that there's ahead. like a shred of truth in, in that. So going back to um, ex-boyfriend Nick. So did he, did <laughs> you guys call have, Nick. Okay, sure. Yeah. Great idea. Um, did he have that moment? Did you guys have that moment together when you're like, okay, let's be grown up about this? Yeah. And it, it did take a while because it, and this was like our first big breakup too. And it wasn't a sh- shitty breakup, but it like. Breaking up is shitty Sad. regardless yeah, of yeah, yeah. whether or not it's amicable. Sure. Um, so, and then, I, like, it was fairly hot on the heels that Menno and I started hanging out together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I th- it was shitty f- 
especially for Nick. And he's such like he's such a reasonable dude that once he realized that it wasn't me being spiteful or like trying yeah. to, you know, show off my new boyfriend, like you know, like, yeah, it wasn't any. It wasn't. There was no spite involved whatsoever. And when he, once he realized that we were both like genuinely kind of crazy about each other, it. Cool. We did, yeah. But there was a lot of talking, especially between Nick and Menno. Yeah. Um, and That's really awesome. It is really awesome. Because yeah. it could have broken up a lot of... Like, that could have ruined everything. Yeah, it really could have ruined but everything. But instead, you have a bunch of men that actually talk to each other yeah. and figured it out and yeah. get, you know, get you involved. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Pretty lucky. Yeah. Pretty lucky. Because, and also, like, I, you've been there since the beginning of Colorado. Yeah. And... Menel's been there since the beginning of Annie Murphy. Yeah. Which not, like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. We have, like, we have gone through the shit together. Yeah. Like, did Um, you ever have those moments together when you're, like, because you're an established actress now, he's an established rock star, (laughs) which is a weird title, but he's, but he's, he's like, you know, a musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He'll he'll like hearing that. Yeah, but it is, like, like but he's, like, huge. Yeah, I mean, they're... They're on the radio in Canada, and you married a rock star. Just so okay, you know. okay, I yeah, did. Hold on to that. Okay. Um, so, looking at like, did you have those moments of going? I think this is really what I want to be as an actress with your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, like both of us from. I mean, I knew that that's what I wanted to be. <laughs> Gazing out from the stage as Joan, you know, with the Arf. fire burning around yeah. your ankles, or was it just like light? It was just paper and uh, it was just gels. Like, yeah. yeah. Like red and yellow paper, okay. um, but yeah, I. What known... was the moment? What was the tipping point for you where you're like, "Oh no, this is what I need to do." Uh, I think it is when I made that call, like not to pursue law, yeah. <laughs> like at the end of high school, where for some reason, people were really trying to, to like make, the, us kids because we were kids, yeah. pick their life path, right? Um, which blows my mind. Think about. Like you would, how unhappy you would have been. Oh, it would have been off. I, w- I wouldn't. I, there's no way I would be uh, carrying one of those rolly file folders. I have to wear these like square heels oh, every day. Eddie Murphy carrying the whole <laughs> of life over there. Oh yeah, it just. Anyway, but it was the, it was then like all feeling pressure for whatever you know. At the end of high school and being like, you have to choose now, and yeah. I was like, well, the like I, the only thing I could see myself doing was acting. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, so I knew kind of from the get-go, and Menno had been doing music, like, since he was in his in his teenage years, and we both, like, had really big, really big hopes and dreams. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, why do small dreams? Why choose small you know dreams? I mean? Wake up in the morning like, today I'm going to do laundry. Yeah. It's a dream of mine. Yeah. And done. Maybe I'll get a Tide to go stick. <laughs> That's right. Oh, it is a dream of mine. It is a dream I of mine, I keep losing those. Uh, so then... You knew after high school, but then you stayed. T- you had time in Montreal. You worked a little bit in Montreal. Yeah. You did a movie, um, oh, Story, Story of Jen. Jen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with Laurence Leboeuf. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of an interesting movie. But you didn't speak French in that movie. No, she. It was like she. She spoke French in the movie. It was a like bilingual yeah. film. Yeah, it looks really beautiful. It was really beautiful, it. actually. And it was like. It was what was a, your part like? I played her best friend in the in the movie was this a big thing for you like when you got that was like oh this is yeah i mean that was my first gig was it my first gig no i'd had like a a couple of tiny little like walk-on parts um but that was my first big role in like in an actual movie yeah and 
you know, didn't know. I know. Didn't know anything. Like, what's a mark? I look back and I'm like, how did I not get fired constantly? I know. And like, I still don't really know what I'm doing. But especially then, I did you not think it way know. better now than you <laughs> yeah. did then, maybe. Yeah. Because on, on camera, you look like you know exactly what you're oh, doing. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. I was going to say you looked like you were born on camera, but that'd be like, ah, I don't want to see. <laughs> Why did you film one. this, Mom? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we're going to cut to that now. <laughs> um, so that was, what was the first time you had a, had your own trailer? It was for that, that, for the story of Jen. And were you like, was it one of those tiny trailers? And you're like, look what I got. Yeah, I could literally like yeah. touch both walls with my arms out. But it was like my I know. space. And I there was a mirror with a light around it. Oh my God, like, so glad. It was, it was so exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so story of Jen was my, my first big thing. And then like a bunch of shitty little things. And then I did, again in Montreal, I did Blue Mountain State. Yeah. Which... The, I can see by your you face. Know, you just loved it. It was I, everything you dream about. I'm, t- I'm torn. It because was like it was, your version of a Tide pen. You know? Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, the, yeah, Blue Mountain State was like, it's so boorish, but it was a fun, like the, and it was, all, it was very like male dominated yeah. everything. Um, but the men that were, kind of running the show were really great guys yeah despite the content of their show they were like really respectful kind men and I did I just did two episodes but it was like it taught you something it taught me something and it was a comedy and I hadn't been like I've I've wanted to do comedy forever and ever but I'd only really been sent out for dramatic roles right why do you think that is um you cry on cue? No. No, I can't. So I, like, I really don't. I guess, I don't know. Like, I, I love doing, uh, like, I, I can do accents. And I think I can yeah. fit in with, like, period pieces and things like that. Yeah. And, um, Where do you learn your accents from? Uh, folks? No. No, oh, like YouTube. Canadian, right? Yeah. <laughs> YouTube. YouTube, I, I guess. I did, my I resource. a good yeah. couple of accents from YouTube. Yeah. Um, but no, I, like, I don't know why it was mainly drama. And even when I would say to like my agent, like, please, please, can I do comedy? They're like, no. Oh, adorable. Yeah, cute. Go sit in the corner and work on your accents. Go do your accents. Learn how to cry for God's sake. Yeah. Oh no. No. But auditions for me are the, the most horrible. I hate, I like right now I'm like sweating. Sweating. Yeah. And I feel like I'm going to vomit just talking about oh, it. Oh, God. Like, I get the most anxiety auditioning. I'd had my first audition in-room audition yesterday in a very long time. Right, because I've been doing a lot tape? of tapes. And... What happens to you? What's your... Tell me how you go from, like, like process of going from the room to the room. The uh, room so I go from, like, practicing at my house to in the car. And at um, home, are you like, I got this? Yeah, it, yeah, at home I'm like, oh, that was re- like, oh, that thing that you just did, that was really cool. Yeah. Remember for that you, for the room, yeah. <laughs> like, you'll definitely book this one. And then like, I put on my coat and leave the house, and it just the confidence like so very quickly Hi. just starts. I don't know. I don't know what it is. No, what happens though? Like, can we? So what I, happens? Uh, it's no, you're not alone. That happens to everybody. Like, you look around those audition rooms, and everybody's like. Keep it together. Yeah. You just got to keep it together. But it gets to a point with me where I'm like, I, I arrive at the audition, I'm parking the car, and I 
like nine times out of ten have a moment where I sit in the car and think like maybe I'll just leave now have maybe, you ever no no but actually yes really I don't yes I did I don't remember what it was for but I was so like absolutely overcome with nerves and anxiety yeah. that I was like I can't do it or I'll just go in and cry yeah I don't remember and it was that's a comedy. so interesting I totally no it wasn't a comedy it was probably a, a crying scene <laughs> but yesterday I I uh I had like gone over it and it wasn't like it was a five page yeah and it was like pretty simple no crying involved yeah um and I went into the room and just like basically blacked out for the duration of my audition and, like, definitely didn't do anything that I had practiced at right. home. Like, not one thing. It was a completely different character. Yeah. A completely different character. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know. That's, like, something I really need to yeah. kind of get over. Self-tapes? No problem. Yeah, but I that's can, because, like, we can... Well, even that, pro- though, like, our poor husbands, right? Like, they're like, I'm going to do this again. And that's like, okay. Well, I've gotten to the point where Menno is just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So I've gotten to the point <laughs> where I'm just in my home and I've recorded the other voice myself and I'm acting with myself recorded on my phone and I, my eyeline is a hat stand. I've done that too. I will, I will come in and help you or that I'll Skype is, with you. I've done so Skype, nice. Skype auditions before where my roommate is my voice on Skype. I mean, anything is better than what I'm doing currently. Do you get um, freaked out about memorizing lines? Yeah. Is that part of it? Yeah. Because I get freaked out too. Yeah. I usually always have my signs with me in an audition. And how, like, I hate those people, like, Matt can look at his lines and be like, I got it. He memorizes my lines when we're auditioning. I know. I know. But you didn't have that with Schitt's Creek. No. You know what? Schitt's Creek. What was different about that? Was, I honestly think it was the only audition I've had. I mean, I was in, like, a very desperate state when I got that audition. But desperation, like, we know, as actresses, we know that desperation never breeds success. No, it right? doesn't. But, like, you were so in L.A. at the I time. was in L.A. for pilot season, which is just, like, it's so horrifying to me. What is it? It's like a, it's like some sort of rodeo. It's like... It, it is. It's so, and, like, I don't know. L.A., it's a wonderful place to visit. Do you like it? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to visit. Um, <clears throat> No, it's a really daunting place for me. Yeah. Um, because it's just like, go here for three months and audition. Right. Uh, where, like in a city you don't know where you don't really have any friends. Yeah. Um, but it is sunny. It is sunny. It's but that's the other thing is that it's sunny all the time. And so oh, I feel like I have to. <laughs> oh, my God. And private school Here's is so challenging. It's too sunny. Um, but like. I need days where I can just go, like, feel okay watching TV or reading a book, yeah. like, not going outside and feeling kind of sad. I need those days sometimes. Like, down days. Down days. Wait, do you need to feel sad? Like, do you put yourself into a sadness? I don't force myself into sadness, yeah. but I definitely get the sads and, like, sit in and them be okay for a while. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think that does? Like, why do you need that? Um. Well, I think that there's, like... I think that there's a lot going on, not just in, like, your tiny microcosm life, but, like, in... The world. The world. The news and your family and, yeah. you take in and, like, don't really process. 
Yeah. You know, like we're taking on a lot of stuff all the time and not like really acknowledging that it's happening. Yeah. And so I think with me, sometimes it just like all hits me at once and like I have to just... So do you feel like you you need to take a day to process this? Like, because you can't process it as it's coming in? Um, no, but, like, I'll find myself, <laughs> I'll find myself, like, seeing some, like, sharing a smile with someone on the street and then crying for three blocks. <laughs> like, oh I've had that too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that that's, like, the things that we haven't processed coming yeah. out. Because we're sponges. Because right? we're sponges. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so then the, you you were in the world of L.A. Having, I was in the world of L.A. My house had just burned down. That's I was, a whole other... I read about that. Yeah. That's crazy. So I was in like a very weird... But I, this was when you were living in Montreal. No, this was here. This was in Toronto. burned down in Toronto? Yeah. So you had left a burnt house to go to L.A. I left a burnt down house. We were living with Menno's grandparents in their attic. We lived with them for a year and a half um, while our house was being rebuilt yeah which is where we're living now which is kind of weird um so living in grandma and grandpa's attic house had burned down i hadn't booked a job in over a year um i had come like like painfully close to a bunch of things yeah. and then just like can you say what what's that can you say what you came close to? yeah well bomb girls was one that oh, i came yeah, really close to getting um and then there was this oh there was this it was like a mini series that shot in somewhere beautiful yeah. in Europe just and ones that were like yeah just like chewy. a couple of really yeah, yeah. A really exciting things that didn't end up happening um so just feeling really low and then being terrified in LA every day and so I'm sitting like in my rented like Craigslist shit apartment in LA and um this comes into my email and I just looked at it and I was like first of all blown away because it was the it's the right. dreamiest job yeah it's the best job like yeah. eugene levy Catherine did O'Hara. you grow up with those guys like in yeah. the ctv yeah. world yeah big time i know like all the christopher guest and eugene levy films like um and so i saw those names on it and i like the premise was incredible and the character was something that i felt like i could Damn. nail yeah. and i just i was like that this has to be my job yeah this has to be my job or because i was really going I was really questioning like is this what I should be yeah. doing and yeah. it's been literally a year of like full-blown unemployment am I even cut out for this the rejection was just really really getting to me and anyway what were you wah, doing wah, wah. to no not at all that's the time like I think those are the years that we have to reflect back on really like how did I get myself out of that mm-hmm. and how did I keep creative and because some people are like yeah, I haven't worked for a year, and it sucks. And, like, what did you do to keep... I wrote... I wrote... Yeah. Um, plateaus? A web, yeah, the Plateaus. Yeah. I wrote a web series. Um, so look what... Like, like that's a sign for me that you're going to be okay. Right? Yeah. Like, when things are, are not happening in the industry, you're still going to make something happen. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was really, like, the big saving grace during that time was... Because I... I so desperately wanted to do comedy and wasn't getting sent out, yeah. and I was like, well... I'm gonna I just like that. go out and write my something that I want to be in. I love that because so many people are like, "Oh, I'm not getting auditions." I'm like, "Well, what do you want to do? Go do it." Mm-hmm. Like the less you sit around, then the more you do. Yeah. it's gonna happen. And it's it's hard. That's the hardest part is sitting down. I think mm-hmm. and being like like rolling up your sleeves and being like, "This is what I'm doing today. I'm yeah. gonna start writing this thing." So anyway, get this audition and and like 
it was the one audition that I went into and walked out of being like, I did everything I wanted to do. Yeah. I, like, I, I did my best. Yeah. That was my best I could do. And, like, I couldn't have done anything differently. I'm so happy with what I did. Um, which is, like, never the feeling I have ever, ever, ever yeah. walking out of an audition. Ever? Nope. Yeah. Then like, you know oh, something special. Why did I do that? Why did I fall over that chair at the end? Um, but yeah, so, and then I got a call from Dan uh, saying that they wanted to see me for the role of Stevie, which right. is Emily Hampshire's role, uh, which is so weird to think about me. I know, I was that. picturing that. And I think you, I think you could probably do anything. Like, I think you're a really versatile actress, but I, now that you're in those roles, I'm like, yeah. how is it impossible? Yeah, she's just she's great perfected. Um, so then I ended up screen testing for both parts, which was kind of cool to be able to like go in and do those very yeah, different your odds things are way better in front of Eugene Levy, no less, which was just like, c- couldn't, yeah. couldn't get over that. Yeah. For, but for he's not as intimidating as like, he's quite a, he's the kindest, yeah. gentlest warmest man like, like you he's, think he him to be like how are you like his body <laughs> hey! but like he's just very just himself he is like, and he's like very distinguished and um his brother's more um fred yeah cuckoo bananas than he is you know like, <laughs> yeah you're right that's a good that's a good word um yeah fred is like a very like he reminds me of a mob boss yeah <laughs> Well, that's terrifying because he's also my accountant. Oh, yeah, let's, that's probably a good thing, though, yeah, for you. Yeah, well, yeah, probably a good thing if, if my accountant's a mob boss. <laughs> uh, so you went in the room, you felt good about it, felt and then Dan it. called you. Dan called, said audition for Stevie, then I tested for both. Um, and then I didn't hear a word for two and a half weeks. Which are the longest two the and a half longest, weeks. The longest, because, you know, the next day you're like, I should be getting a call any minute <laughs> that's now. That's right. When I get home, they'll be yeah. on the yeah. answering <laughs> service. <laughs> And so a week went by, and I was like, it's okay. They're probably just figuring out which role to give me. And Are you then I'm still in LA? No, I'm home now. Okay. So I tested here in Toronto. So you're dusting off the ashes from dusting your home? Dusting off the yeah. ashes. Oh, my God. Um, and then, I, so after, like, two weeks went by, I was like, well, this has happened to me so many times that I now know that if I do hear anything, it's going to be a phone call saying, thank you so much. We've, like, we've loved your work, but we're going to go with a blonde girl. Yeah, or, you right? know, like, but that's someone also a that's a little shorter healthy approach to it like yeah. when you kind of remove your talent from it and just go if they want this version of a woman then i'm gonna get it yeah if they want somebody shorter taller blonder brunette yeah brunette yeah. it's a new word um and yeah then you got the call from dan and then i got the, the call from dan which is like which was the beginning of our brother sister relationship yeah um what a dick what an <laughs> absolute dick so i get this call and it says Eugene Levy on my call display. So my heart just like fell out of my body. You, you just pointed towards your armpits. I just want you to be aware that you said... It was a grand okay. gesture sweeping down. <laughs> my heart fell out of my armpits. From, yeah. Directly from my armpits to the ground. Um, and so it was Dan. And he was like, hey, Annie. Um, I just wanted to call and thank you so much for coming out. And then he, there was like a 75-minute pause. I was like... <laughs> and he was like we just thought you were so great your work was so so wonderful and just thank you so much for your time and then like nine days pass and um I'm trying to find a way to like 
sound like I'm not crying. To be were like, you crying? I was like very, yeah. very bummed. Yeah. To find a way to like thank him for the opportunity. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, just be as fresh as possible. And, and I was like, well, thank you for everything. And he was like, just a quick question uh, before I hang up. Uh, do you want to play my sister on the show? What a dick. What a dick. Yeah, but what also a delightful story. Like, he could have just gone, hey, we want you, and yeah. that would be it. Oh, no. He played a big game. He played a big game on that one. Um, so it was like the roller coasteriest roller coaster yeah. uh, of a phone call. And then I got to make the phone call to my parents. Oh, what was that to, like? To finally tell them that I, like, I got, I'm a, now I'm actually an employed actor. Yeah. What did they say? What was their they reaction? Were, I just remember them laughing. Like, laughing and laughing and laughing. What are their professions? Uh, they were both teachers, and now my mom works as a language assessor for the government, and my dad is, he worked for the Privacy Commission for a long time, writing things that I, I'm not classified to know okay, about. no, I don't really, I don't really know 100% what my dad does. But creative people. Creative people, like, definitely, there was a lot of, um, a lot of literature in my in my growing up. Like my dad would read to me all the time yeah. when I was a little kid, and lo- yeah, lots of books all the time. Yeah. With and so they were just like they were just over the moon because it had been you know like I it's me and one other girl guys like this is the one I really want and then having to make the phone call being like it wasn't me Ugh. and you're the only child like I'm the only child you're all like and I decided to be an actor like oh you could really f this up I, I mean, really could f really... I could be like living on. Yeah, they, very, they like have a lot of hopes in you. Situation. Yeah. Um, so now do they come and see, like, do they come to your oh my premieres and stuff God, like that? Yeah, like, yes. Yeah. My mom is, my mom is the ultimate mom. Like, she's just, so, they're both very, very proud and, and, like, encouraging. But my mom is just, like, takes it to the next level. Yeah. And. By doing you know, what? Well, like. Is I she know, a scrapbooker? Yep. <laughs> yep. I guess that's a good example. Like. She not only would she buy one Hello magazine, she would buy six Hello yeah. magazines. I don't know for like why yeah. because it's just the same thing in each magazine. Because she has friends that she needs I, to give them to. I guess so, but I feel like she keeps them. But what happens herself. if one gets water on it? That's true. I think that's exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It. What if one gets water on it? Yeah. I think that's exactly what's going through her head. Wow. Um. So you know, and they come to set and like oh, yeah. to just see. And first of all. Like, my dad was a massive SCTV fan. Oh, my and God. And so for my dad to be able to meet Eugene, and then also he was a huge Chris Elliott fan, like, Letter- when yeah. Chris was on Letterman and everything. Um, so my, like, my dad being able to meet these people that he's so admired for such a long time, and, uh, yeah, just Thanks. to see these, like, big, giant, beaming yeah. smiles behind them. Because it's almost like whatever you're doing with, like, your work is a gift to them, too, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, and now Schitt's Creek, like, it's, must, it's, like, the best in the world. Like, it's you the, must have so the, much fun. And Like, I still, I, like, my body's still covered with bruises from just being, like, is this real life? Like, oh, you're pinching going? yourself yeah. too much. Um, I was going to say, because they beat you. Because I'm beaten. That's awful. Yeah, on a daily basis. No, it's, it, like, my life has done a full-blown 180. Yeah. Um, still living with your grandmother. Still living yeah. in the attic. <laughs> um, it's. Yeah, it's it's an. What do you think the life. biggest changes are since you started working with Shit's Creek? Um, I can pay my rent. That's fun. Which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because you're two artists. Too, we're two. Right? Ar- yeah, yeah. 
and and were like real starving artists for a while. Did you waitress a lot? I did. I did a lot of waitressing. Um, I worked as a, an usher at a theater for a, a while. In Toronto? Uh, no, in Montreal. I nannied for a while. Oh. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of those. And then all the while, were you still writing? Were you still creating? Yeah, I I have to be doing something mm-hmm. creative. Yeah, because also you you're in a creative household. Yeah, right? like, yeah, and you, like Menno's just Menno's all creative all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, is amazing um, in that sense. And if he's not like writing a song, he's like drawing a picture. Like, one of those you know, guys. Like, yeah, one of oh, those. Oh, composing an opera. Yeah, enough. We oh, get it. God, yawn. <laughs> we get it. You're a creative artist. Um, but also, you can't be like I got high score. Like you have to meet that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it, and that's what really on days that I'd be like this is hard and I'm sad and I don't like this anymore. I'm going to be like, just sh- go, go to write work. something, go write something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like, so do you find like, cause Schitt's Creek is in there. What season are you guys going we into? We just now? finished shooting the third. Third. Yeah. yeah. So now you've sort of got a rhythm. You don't know how many more seasons you're going to do, but do you find yourself going, okay, what else can my creative uh, energy be put towards? Yeah. I've, I'm, after plateau plateaus was a real learning curve for yeah. me. It was, it was a really great experience and a really bad experience for how me. Was it bad? Um, well, how I know it was great because it turned out great. Like I think it's well shot, and well, you got folks like Jay Baruchel and yeah, we like, like the, the people that we somehow convinced well, and twisted arms. In you. Yeah, right? and yeah, like, we like, called nobody... in a lot of favors to f- friends and friends of friends. Right. Um, but it was my f- first time writing and creating something, and and it and then some other people came on board mm-hmm. to to write and and like put in their two cents. And was that okay? It 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 was in theory really okay because there were great brains that came on board, like really good good creative brains but um it got away from me and it like what it started out as and what the end result was was a very very different thing yeah and it was a situation of too many cooks in the kitchen and me like I do not like conflict at all I if I can avoid it I will um a hundred percent which isn't ideal when you're like kind of trying to run a ship and well you have to know what your vision is yeah so that you can hold on to it yeah and if you know that's your first project so I can imagine I still have trouble yeah like I, I'm the same way as you I don't want to have conflict so I'll be like yeah let's just try it and it's then I'll be like that's nothing like what I wanted yeah so. so like the the I wasn't able to kind of assert myself as I wanted to mm-hmm. and so it, it really did turn into like a very different thing but in that whole experience, I did learn that it's it is really okay to assert yourself and speak your mind, and it's okay if it pisses people off. It is. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's you're not you're not a bitch. Because Are you sure you're, you're okay with that? Like, is it hard for you? I find it's it hard. Really, I think it's really it's so hard for I me. I think it's and okay, I, but I find it hard to um, to actually apply yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And like, I haven't had another opportunity to do that. Yeah. since the plateaus so maybe when that opportunity comes i'll be like no it's fine don't worry about it yeah 
I don't think so. I think you've probably learned from your plateaus experience. Yeah. Um, but it definitely was, I think, a really big, like, a, a learning curve that I needed to to make an experience. Yeah. Um, so do you find, like, that you want to do something like that again yes. now? Is that, yeah, like, yeah. like, are you working on something Less now? cooks. What's it? Less cooks in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Next I was going to, that's a great title. For the show, <laughs> less cooks. Fewer cooks. Fewer cooks. <clears throat> um, but seeing, it, like, what Dan has created mm-hmm. and what Dan has done. He's um, inspiring, for He's sure. absolutely inspiring. So to see what can come of sitting down and writing and creating and making your own thing in a sense that it, like it's pushing me more and more to want to do that yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, he, Dan is so insanely talented. Yeah. It's too much almost. It, it's very aggravating. Yeah. Like it's almost like, okay, we get it. Yeah. You're like enough. An enough. overachiever. Yeah. He also seems like he has friends still, which I kind of <laughs> go with the amount of work that he does. He like, he still maintains like a level of like, balance yeah definitely and he and but he like he has his hand in all the honey yeah. pots in the show like he's a part of um he and deborah hansen do like the costumes, costumes. for the show well that's clear like he, you like could... he picked the color for the wall in the motel you know which he's i like, love i, was, <laughs> I totally love that <laughs> yeah I, it's funny i was just watching an episode yesterday and i was like that's the color i want in my living room like, yeah i love it yeah. but he's just like he's just and do you all. want that do you want that in your next project of having your hands in all the um, pots I think not. No, I don't want to have my hands in all of the pots. I want to have like two hands in one pot, really, yeah. and really well, <laughs> really immersed I in get it, the, that like, pot. I think sometimes people not not so much Dan, but I've seen it before where people stretch themselves thin. Yeah, and that's uh, that doesn't really appeal to me either. Yeah, and there like there are so many people so that have such like immense talent out there. And they know things that I don't know, so I want to have those people right. working with me. And then, like, like soak soak in there. Yeah, knowledge. suck their souls. Suck their souls. Suck their to add to souls. Yours. Yeah. Well, you've sucked out your soul now, so you can add theirs. Yeah. And, well, it sounds like everything's going your way. I'm a really happy camper. Yeah. Right now, would you change anything? Is there something that you're like? You know how don't don't we always have projects? Yeah. You know, like what's the thing you're like? I'd like to do this more. Um, well, writing is, I'd like to be writing more, but I'd also like to, like, I'm at a point where I'm kind of assessing my, my situation and like, I want to dance again. Yeah. I know this sounds no, silly, that doesn't sound wrong. I, da- I danced when I was younger. I'm like, you know what? I really miss going to dance. I like go a to jazz a dance class, class, a tap class? Like, like a ballet or yeah. a modern class or, um, I'd love to learn an instrument. I don't know any instrument. I don't know how to play any instruments at all. I, it was the situation of like, I took piano as a kid and my parents were like, you'll regret it if you quit. And I was like, no, I yeah. hate this. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh God, I want to play piano. Maybe that's when you said, I hate you, mom. Maybe that was it. Oh God. So do you feel that? like you'd like to pull in like a, like a piano into your world now? Um, maybe. Yeah. I'd like to pull... Music. Music. I'd like to, I'd like to um, really rule at Jeopardy. There's, there's a whole bunch of different goals you can do. <laughs> dancing, I'm like, I get dancing. And then, oh, I'm going to learn a musical instrument. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're like, I really want to get good at Jeopardy. I'm like, oh. I want to just really, like, kill a yeah. Jeopardy. Oh, well, you're... It's a lot of... Start uh, somewhere. 
but no, but it's true. Like, don't you always like go, oh, this is working. What else? Like, do you have enough time with Menno? Like, do you guys have? Oh yeah, like- we do. And that's really like fortunate about our jobs is that we're it, like our, our everything's so sporadic. Yeah. But we can we can spend the time that we're off. We can spend together. Yeah. And also, like, I can hop on the fun tours with him right you know like anytime that's, that's must be pretty cool yeah yeah I've done some good ones with them I've done Brazil and I've done China wow and I've I was done... gonna say England but that's probably like all the time <laughs> like, like, England, England, like yeah. um, that's like Hamilton I I did do England actually um and like a, a road like a road tour yeah when they like live North American us. yeah and no also... on a bus no they were in oh. like a like a van with no muffler and like one seat right yeah did you get the seat no oh my god <laughs> Wow. No. Um, well, yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I just think, I think you're great. I think you're great. And I'll tell you, I think one of the best things about you is that you've got like such a great quirky, um, comedy. It's always surprising. Like not only in Schitt's Creek when I see you, but like even in your social media stuff, like you don't be like, oh, look at me in my trailer. Like it's look like you might take a picture in your trailer, which, because I think you have fans that you want to connect with. I think that's great. But you always say something funny about like. Uh, I don't know like it's always quirky and I love it like I love your sense of humor so much thank you, you. have a great vision of the world I, I, it inspires that's me that's really nice thank you that's yeah. a, really, a really lovely compliment it's great I don't want you to stop that I want to find out what you do next in like the world of web series or whatever like put that kind of ideas down on paper or or improvise don't don't put it on paper you know what oh my gosh you were just asking me what I want to do yeah I've been je- like mulling over Going to and like doing a second city. Oh, you should or something. But I find that absolutely terrifying. I think everybody should take improv, and I think you would find it nerve wracking the first couple of times, and then you'd be like, "Oh, this is awesome." And also, you're not like it's a class, right? So you're just going there to have some laughs. But don't they make you perform after? Well, not the first day. Oh God. Or or like yeah, but you're with your your peeps like the best thing about improv for me is that you're not alone like you if you have nothing I go on stage and I open up a cupboard and this is Matt Matt's always like I pull out a a dish and I start mixing a cake and he's like okay she's got nothing (laughs) she's like but like you're with other people that will go I'm gonna bring a character you're gonna like you've got great accents that you've got a you've got so much to offer from before yeah you could do this (laughs) do you feel like because you've had the success of Schitt's Creek you you it's scarier to do improv now oh no i yeah i don't find you i don't find like i feel like you're the exact same person that you were three years ago when schitt's creek started like i I don't feel like you're like oh i'm schitt's creek (laughs) look at me now i don't feel like Uh, you're singing songs down the (laughs) young street jazz hands hang all over the place no i feel like you're really like grounded and and that you're the same person i yeah thank you i hope i hope that that's the case yeah i would be kind of bummed if it wasn't i took a photo the other day um i was at dan's house and like we were eating pizza and i took a photo with emily with my, my mouth full of pizza like wide open and dan was like, absolutely Mortified. horrified and he's like are you gonna put that on the internet he's like what brand is that oh. and i was like what <laughs> that's what, Eddie murphy brand what brand right there. is that selling yeah, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, <laughs> but th- I love that. Like, that is totally, like, if somebody, if I saw a picture of somebody being silly, but being, like, authentically silly with their mouth open full of pizza, I'd be like, that's an Annie Murphy, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, brands, brands, 
are something that like are, it's very new to me. It's yeah, a very new world. Well, don't even think about it. I you're won't. Doing I'm, it right. gonna, I'm gonna cast it from my mind. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming. And Thank you for having me. me. I feel very I could talk lucky to you to... for six more hours. Let's it's do delightful. it. Let's turn this thing off. And right. Just do it. We got half a bottle of wine. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I can't wait to see you in the next thing that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this. Well, that's Annie. Honestly, I mean, we could have eaten cheese, drank wine, and chatted for another hour. She is so delightful. She's just so authentic and so just herself, and I just love spending time with her. Make sure you follow Annie on Twitter and Instagram, at Anne Francis, for her unique, super funny style of humor. Really, each Instagram photo comes with something that makes me laugh. It's like, it's like bazooka gum, but, you know, funny. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Firecracker Department. That's Firecracker, D-E-P-T.